going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. Phoenix Down 111.2. And we're continuing our playthrough of Yakuza 4. Took the week off. Um, but uh, we are back this week. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, we may have a little delay in the conversation. Uh, Matt's having a few internet issues, but we're going to work through that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, truth be told, I have forgotten the majority of what we played. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's going to happen, you know, whenever we, we took a week off. So, um, but, uh, we're going to power through this. I have a, I have a fact up that helps me remember things. At least the so, uh, demarcations between recordings are nice and clear, right? It's a totally different character we're talking about every time we record. This is true. This is very true. I'm sure that will all come to come to to one timeline uh, eventually. Uh, but uh, as it stands right now, we are playing as different characters, and including this chapter here, um, which we play as Atani Mora, uh, who. Uh, Fun fact is on the other side of the law than everybody else we played as. Uh, Tony Moore is actually a police detective. Um, and, uh, I had forgotten that we had seen this guy before. We saw him at the very beginning of the game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was the, the, t the detective who was first on the scene when the Shibata guy was killed. Not Shibata, uh, the, Iwasina guy was killed and he was examining the body and then ran off. Um, yep. and he's on the other so, side of the law, but, uh, you know, as most characters in the Yakuza uni universe seem to be, he's, you know, more towards the middle, a little bit in the gray area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He has his own motivations. Even if he is a police officer, he is trying to discover, um, what actually happened uh, on that day in 1985 when uh, uh, Sajima uh, shot up all those people? And the reason why is because his father, who was a, a police detective back in those days, uh, went missing for a day and then was later found in the uh, in the Tokyo River dead. So, uh, he has pretty much devoted his, uh, career to finding out what happened to his father. Uh, Tony Mora is kind of a, a younger guy who is a police detective for a division. What is the name of that division? It's like a, like street crime division almost. Yeah. They, they keep making a point to say it's definitely not organized crime. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not organized crime. It's more like, it's almost more like like a beat cop, but a detective that works with beat cops, I guess. Yeah, and also shakes people down. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, for 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 good or bad reasons, it seems like. But uh, yeah, so um, the since he has been able to get some information on the case 
that happened in 1985. Uh, there is one person he really wants to talk to. He wants to talk to the the perpetrator, the the shooter's sister, so Sajima's sister, uh, who was there in that cutscene that we saw in 1985. Um, she was she was obviously. Uh, knew of what was going to happen and then one day just disappeared. Nobody knows where she's been. And he really wants to find her. Thinks she's got the answers. But before we get into his story, uh, we get a cutscene back in nineteen eighty five. In fact we've kind of seen this cutscene before in Yakuza Zero, I believe. Um when uh Majima is uh uh, was going to go and meet with Sajima. Is it Sajima? Am I saying that right? Is it Sajima? Yeah, I don't think that's exactly the way they pronounced it, but it's easy enough to say. That's what I've been going with. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember. Sajima? Sajima? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, Majima uh, meets up with... Uh, Shibata. It and, rhymes better uh, if you say it that way. Majima and Sajima. Yeah. <laughs> Majima, Sajima, Shibata. Uh, but meets up with, uh, meets up and, and basically in this, we, we've seen this before, um, in the warehouse. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to help Sajima today. Uh, we, we have, we have different plans for that. So, you are going to be absent from this hit. We all know what you're planning. And, uh, yeah, you're not going anywhere. And he's like, well, I'm not going to abandon my friend like that. And they're like, well, we're going to make sure you don't go anywhere. So they tie his ass up. Yeah, they try to talk him out of it until it doesn't work, and then they use force. Yeah. And then they leave him alone with a crazed man. Who decides to beat the living crap out of him, as well as gouge out one of his eyes? We've seen this before. We see that we saw the origin of that, and now we're kind of come full circle here. Um, but then after that cutscene, we then go into go into uh, Tiny Mora's um story. So he's looking for Sajima's sister. Well, Tony Mora is, uh, uh, he, he's actually multi-talented. So the dude speaks multiple languages from, from Asia. And, uh, in fact, he basically resides in what is known as Little Asia, uh, in a, I, I think it's Chinese yeah, I think area. So. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of befriended. Uh, the owner of this, uh, restaurant and his little daughter. Zhao. Yeah. And, um, he lives there with them, uh, goes there. That's kind of like his little hideout that he has. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we, we go and do a few little low level things trying to get some information. Um, but eventually we, 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 we get wind. We get, we're here. Oh, she was, she's, uh, we we found the sister, or at least somebody thinks they spotted her, and uh, she's been kidnapped. Oh no, what's uh, what's going on here? 
Um, and, and I'm assuming this happens. Everything happens concurrently. So the chapters previously happen and then this happens. I don't think anything's happening at the same time. I could be wrong though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's at least roughly, I think there's a tiny bit of overlap sometimes at the ends of chapters, but for the most part, I think they're sequential. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, we have to, uh, go to the docks to, uh, to rescue her. Um, and it's, uh, the person that had her is, uh, Arai, who is, uh, um, Shibati, Shib, Shibati, <laughs> Shibata. There's, there's so many names. It's hard to keep up with this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've got her kidnapped. Uh, and, uh, man, we go through a gauntlet here. It kind of starts off just instantly, just bam, bam, bam. Um, but they were obviously going to do something with her, uh, almost as if she has information and they need to make sure that information doesn't get out. Uh, let's see here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading this. Yeah, I think the big twist you get there is that Shibata and Arai were kind of meeting there, and Arai ends up shooting Shibata when Shibata wants to shoot Lily. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. I know somebody died, but I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember which one was which, what happened here. Um, yeah, so, uh, and it was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of hinted at while we were eavesdropping that, uh, Shibata was kind of in on the whole hit. Um, how could that be when Shibata was in the hit? But, um, it, uh, yeah, uh, that was kind of left up, up in the air, but, uh, we're able to rescue, um, which you, you hinted at Lily, uh, it's, uh, Lily and, uh, Sajima's sister are one and the same person. So, um, Tiny Mora takes her back to uh, Little Asia and is basically asking her, hey, I've been looking for you for a long time. You know what happened back in 1985. My dad died in 85 investigating this crap. What do you know? And she's like, I don't know nothing. She's not going to tell crap. And um, after some talking... Uh, she finally kind of confesses to the fact that uh, she, so this is after she got the 100,000 yen. 100 million. Uh, or 100 million yen, excuse me. Sorry, I forget. There's there's a there's a big change in, in, in money over there. But yeah, she's, she's got the 100 million yen. She's hidden it. She was going to use it because there were there were there were things that Shibata wanted her to do uh, and we you know obviously we kind of already know what she was doing 
she was going around and killing people. She was told to do that. And if she did do that, she was able to save her brother from being executed. Yeah, because she was basically blackmailed, being told, we can prove your brother's innocent, but you have to do this for us first. Right. And so I was thinking, at this point I was thinking, how the hell can they prove that her brother was innocent when he's literally there shooting dudes with guns? But we'll get to that. So there were basically two options. Either either she kills these people who she does not know. Or you can bring us a hundred million yen. So she starts to do the deeds. She kills two guys, but then she realizes I can't do this. This is absolutely horrible. I'll go get the hundred million yen. Well, now she's decided I'm not going to do either. And after talking with, uh, Tani Mora, she's like, all right, I, here's where I hid the money. You go get it. And you go ahead and just take it back to the to the lone guy I gave it to. I got it from. I'm going to go to Okinawa because I want to be with my brother because he's going to be executed next week. So she leaves. Tiny Moore is like, all right, well, I guess I got to go find this money. So we have to go to the parking deck. Yep. This was one of those awkward points where I'm like, I feel like I missed something because I'm here, but I don't have any idea what car it's supposed to be in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally do. I just check every trunk in this entire parking lot. Well, see, the thing is, is like, there's only about six or seven cars where you can actually check the trunk. The rest of them are backed into the parking space. Ah, uh, okay. And I'm like, well, obviously you can't check those. So I guess I got to check the ones with the trunks. I eventually ran into it after like the third one. Yeah. And so we get, uh, we have now have this giant metal case of money. The reason why I say this is because this is the best weapon in the game. Yep. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, so, uh, and we should mention Tony Moore's fighting style. So everybody has kind of like the fighting style. Uh, Tony Moore is, is more about, uh, counters. So instead of a, a block, you, you, uh, when you press the block button, he kind of does a, almost like a, a counter move. Like he'll, he'll bring his hands up. And if you time it right, when somebody's attacking you, he actually grabs them like by the arm or by the leg and kind of throws them, uh, or like makes them, you know, just kind of shifts them to another position and it kind of staggers them for a second. It's not a bad fighting style. I don't mind it. Um, and you can upgrade him to where the timing is not as perfect as it has to be. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't actually mind it. It was just everything else about his, his moveset was kind of unremarkable. Yeah. I, what I liked about it is I felt like I got better throughout these chapters. Yeah. I got better at the timing. I mean, of course, as you spend points, you, you just kind of get better, you know, technically. But I felt like I also just kind of organically got a bit better at, at timing. And I felt like that counter where you glow and you have to time it was important to a lot of the boss fights. So I 
you know, I, I, I thought they did a good job of making his unique fighting characteristics important. And I, I, I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed that because I felt like it wasn't quite as interchangeable. I wasn't just going to do the tap, tap, punch. I mean, I, <laughs> I still did that, you know, your, your yeah. generic punch combos, but I don't know. I, I felt like I was getting better and that felt, felt good. Yeah, absolutely. I felt the same way. So, um, after obtaining the money, we get a phone call and, uh, they're basically, um, it's, uh, to meet with, uh, Katsuragi, uh, which, um, God, remind me again who Katsuragi is. He, I think, is the one of the heads of the Uno Siwa. Uno Siwa kid? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think of the, you know, I think he was the one that told Arai to shoot Shibata because Shibata was no longer needed. Right. So he seems like a bit of the, more of the mastermind here. Right. And Arai's the turncoat who screwed over his own boss. So, yeah. Katsuragi, um, I think, was also the one blackmailing Lily. Yes. Yes, he was. I said Shibata. Sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, so we decided to meet with him. Well, hmm, uh, this guy's a little bit like Majima in a sense of he's got eyes everywhere. And, um,. It's a decent little moment where they're walking around the city and he's like, okay, we're going to do this in the open. I got your friggin' money. You, uh, you know, you need to back the hell off kind of thing. But of course, it's never that simple. Um, the city seems to just get taken over by his men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody empties out and we're like surrounded. Yeah, it was kind of uh, cool. Like it was a very like uh, kind of an oh shit moment. Yeah, you know you're, you're walking, walking around. It, it, the camera's in kind of tight, so you don't actually see what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you like come up and look around, and you're like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, all the regular people are gone, and now I'm just surrounded by yakuza guys, which is kind of cool. I, I almost equate that to Majima, like laying his men out to to block the streets completely. So like you really get a sense from those two activities how much influence the Yakuza have. Right. Like they, they really own the city. <laughs> yeah. And when they show up, you get out of the way. So, um, and then on top of that, uh, he's also like, uh, you got some nice friends over there in little Asia. Uh, be a, be really sad if something <laughs> happened to him. <laughs> be a shame. And uh, we're like, oh, crap, we got to get out of here. At the same time, pulling up. Oh, look, the the, the head detective. Uh, I can't even remember that dude's name. Uh, Suguchi. Sugiuchi. Suguchi. Suguchi. I'll just say Suguchi. Yeah. He shows up and is like, you're all under arrest. Granted, he only has like two other cops with him. I'm like, really? You gonna you gonna take yeah. on all these guys? Ballsy. Yeah. So uh, uh, at that point, he's like, just go, 
we go 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 help your your friends so we have to go through the city and man we go through the city with this this briefcase and it's clobbering time dude we freaking i massacred dudes with this thing yeah it's like thor's hammer here just <laughs> bashing yeah. people and it is it is superb it gets stolen from us at one point and we have to chase that guy down <laughs> <laughs> but we do get it back and we're able to beat some more guys with it. But yep. all good In, infinite all, hits obviously never breaks. Yeah, it never breaks. Of course all good things come must come to an end. Uh uh we make it back and um stop all the guys from uh from getting into uh you know injuring our 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 I wouldn't say family, but the people we live with, the, the, the Chinese and their, their, their businesses. Um, but, uh, while we're there, we also, uh, everything kind of calms down and Tony Morris chief, uh, the, the head of the street division, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I think they call um, it the community safety division. Community community safety division. There you go. Uh, Hasai is his name. He looks like a small uh, Barney Fife looking guy. Yeah, I'm assuming a little frail. <laughs> yeah, he's old and he's got like glasses, and uh, he's like he's there and he he's like okay, well let's let's run it down. Like what what's what's going on? What's what's the next plan? And he's like, well, I got a plan and. I need to get a little bit more information and I think I can do that if I go to the archives. So this is the shortest chapter I've ever seen in a Yakuza game. Yeah. Also, it's one of those things that kind of makes me roll my eyes when people are like, Oh, I just need to go check through these files. Like literally I feel like in real life you could spend a lifetime looking through these files and not find what you need. And within two minutes, he's found like you know these, this critical piece of information. And I'm yep. just like, look, if if it was that, if that information was that incriminating and that obvious, you'd think someone in all those years would have gone in and gotten rid of it. You would think, especially since they have so many people on the inside. Yeah. Now that we're we're getting into it, so the the information that he finds out is that. There's obviously been some sort of a cover-up in the department. Who did that cover-up? Well, who was working on the case with Tony Moore's father? None other than, oh, the head detective, uh, I can't pronounce the name, Suguchi, the guy who saved us earlier. So, what we need to do is... Uh, first, first order of business, we got to take this money back. We got to go to Sky Finance, and we got to give it back. So, uh, when we show up there, Akiyama's there, and he's like, "Hey, I know you. You're that cop that showed up outside and examined the body before you ran off <laughs> unexpectedly." Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I also have your hundred million yen." Uh, that uh, Lily gave me. She's uh, she's gone. She's went to Okinawa, and he's like, "Well, crap! I was kind of falling for her." 
Yeah. And then he goes into the whole spiel. He's like, well, I do also have a plan. I'm going to pull out the mole. I'm going to, I'm going to lure this guy out. Uh, basically we're going to call in, uh, a, uh, a report of finding because obviously they're trying to eliminate everybody who knows about what happened in 1985. So anybody who could have been a witness, we could probably, probably pretend that we cornered the person. And since we know that this mole is in the police force, they'll show up. And by a dumb stroke of luck, we found out that the dude who was murdered by Arai, his buddy that was also in the bar, they spotted him. So we're going to contact this guy because obviously he was part of it. Okay. There's some kind of big cover up here. He knows something or at least has been told about it. Because he was all part of this big grand scheme to kick all this elimination off. Why are we eliminating people 20 years later? I don't know yet, but we're going to find out. So we call it in. All right. We found, we found the perpetrator, uh, that was the witness to the murder. He's at the docks. We're going to go and, uh, take him in. Perfect. Call it in. We're going to go meet the dude at the docks. The guy's there. He's nervous as hell. His own Yakuza is after him. The cops are after him. Everybody's after him. He doesn't know what the hell to do. Yet he goes to the docks. That seemed to be a hopping place there. Everything's going down. Everything goes down at the docks, man. <laughs> dude, this this last part here was like straight out of like an action, 90s action movie. Yeah. It seemed like. So, um... But yeah, he, he's there. He's like, dude, you gotta help me. Alright, I'll help you. You'll be under my protection. But everything that you know, you've gotta tell me and you've gotta tell my chief. Okay, I'll do it, I promise. As he's saying that, pow, pow, pow. Uh oh, he's shot. Turn around. Oh, look who it is. It's a Gucci. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you, you think you're so smart, huh? Of course you figured it out. What a detective you are. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. Also, you just killed a dude. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what happened to my dad. And he's like, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. I've been on you want to see why I was payroll since 1985. Long, long time ago. I've never actually been a cop. I mean, I've been a cop, but I've never actually worked for the cops. And I was like, oh, this has kind of got like a, a departed feel to it. Where yeah, the cops, absolutely. The cops kind of put their own mole into the, or the, the, the Yakuza put their own mole into the cops. And, you know, it was basically just calling all the shots from there. And I was like, okay, that's kind of smart, actually. They diverted all the attention away. Um... What he didn't bank on was that it was back in 1985 after this whole hit happened. Um, 
everything was covered up by him, but well, everything was also uncovered by uh, Tiny Moore's dad. So when he turned in the report to the chief, the report the chief is like, uh, something done that up here. I actually really liked that scene because it felt really cool. Yeah. He was like so sweating bullets. Like. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. <laughs> so um, basically what ended up happening was, was that um, Sajima actually didn't kill all these guys. It was originally set up. It was set up by uh, Shibata himself. He had planned to have somebody come in to pretend to kill everybody so that he could go into power. And the only people that were still there were him and his boss. So, and I don't know how nobody realized this. And also, I guess they weren't banking on him shooting people in the head. Which is funny because that exact detail comes up and you'd think he would know that. Yeah, right? So, um, basically, what ended up happening was um, Sajima came in with all his guns, started shooting people. But what he didn't realize was is the guns were filled with with rubber bullets. So nobody was actually dead. He didn't actually kill anybody. I was like, oh, so that's how they're going to say that he (laughs) didn't commit all these murders. But after he left, they had to, the, the, it wasn't Shabbat. It was the other guy. What's his name? Katsuragi. 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 Does this mean that they were all like knocked out? I guess. They weren't shot in the head. Like, you don't get knocked out by getting shot in the stomach. I mean, sure. I mean, I guess a rubber bullet could knock you out, I guess. But, I, I hell, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Th- oh, this, is, to, this must be video game logic. Th- I mean, kind of. I mean, this is Yakuza logic, if we're being honest. So, how many times do people get shot for real and they're still alive? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so, Kasaragi, Kasaragi, whatever his name is, he gets up after being shot with rubber bullets, pulls out a real gun, and systematically goes to everybody laying on the ground knocked out and shoots them in the head. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and then, you know, um, Suguchi shows up, the detective, and he's like, all right, here's the gun. Shoot me. Don't hit any vitals. <laughs> yeah, shoot me in the shoulder. And so he shoots him, and then there's your cover-up. And then he files the report. Well, what he didn't realize was he had a partner in this who started figuring stuff out. And in the report that he wrote, he's like, you left out the fact that everybody was shot with rubber bullets. We found a bunch of them there. And of course this was back in 1985. He said, this is an experimental like police issue ammunition. Where did the Yakuza get that? And also everyone was shot right in the head and there's no way this guy 
came in and did that. So come on. Yeah. And everybody was shot directly between the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And if one guy comes in and shoots one guy, don't you think eight other guys would stand up and try to scramble? This guy's one hell of a marksman. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time it shows Shiguchi's face and he's just like, uh, not the mastermind that he is today. Yep. Yep. So we cut that scene to go back to where we're at. Uh, so Gucci is now surrounded by cops, good cops this time. And he's like, you guys ain't going to do shit. You're going to shoot another cop. I'm out of here. And he just runs out. So we give chase and we give chase in the most nineties action movie way you could. We jump on fucking motorboats (laughs) (laughs) and go across, go across the Tokyo river. And so we're, we're chasing this dude. We have a chase scene. It's much like the other Yakuza games where we're in a car and we're shooting at somebody. Now we're on yeah. a boat shooting at somebody. Does not control tightly. It controls like garbage. Um, and you also have the ability to like wheel man this stuff. I don't know if you remember the game wheel man with Vin Diesel in it where you can use your car as a weapon. Yeah. You can, you can forcefully go faster to ram into him. Ramming speed. <laughs> yeah. But after rendering his boat useless, he pulls over to a dock. We chase after him. There was a couple of times where, you know, because I was always like overcompensating left and overcompensating right. There was a couple of times where I just got like way off course. And it's it's comical that when you get far enough off course, he just stops and waits for you. So this is like a, a harrowing chase, but he's going to wait so you don't get too far behind. Yeah, you got to make it interesting. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's considerate of him. Yeah. Shooting him. Yeah. Man, I shot him so many times. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird, Uh, though. My bullets never actually were aimed at him. It was always aimed at his engine. Yeah, that's true. Which I kind of liked because enough bullets at him, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Come on. When does this series ever make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) But, yeah, so we finally get him. We corner him. Um... Somebody gets shot. I don't think it's Donnie Morrow. I think he gets shot, but we still fight him. He still puts up a good fight. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so we have a boss fight with him. And he's like, I want you to get shot. Yeah. By a police assassin. Yes. So, um... Which during that cutscene, we're like, okay, you need to tell us, you need to tell me who killed my dad. He's like, I already told you who killed your dad. I did. And he's like, I don't believe you. (laughs) And he's like, well, I did it. Still trying to cover up for somebody, I think. And, uh, while he's sitting there talking to us, he gets shot from behind. Oh no. Who shot him? And as he's laying there bleeding out, dying, they always do his last words. He's like, there was another, there was another inside man in the police force. (laughs) Was, was this the scene where you get like a really long conversation of him saying, you know, you've re-inspired me and 
I wish I could go back and I, I would have been straight the whole time and, you know, I I just lost my way and, you know, your, you know, your competence and your, your focus has, you know, again, re-inspired me. Is that, was that him? Was that Suguchi? Yeah, that happened with him. Yeah, it was, it was kind of drawn out. I always, I like every time something like that happens, and I, I think it's happened a couple other times in the, in the series. It, it really makes me wish that it was like, uh, choose your path, and you had the option to pair up with him, and see if he actually would go straight, and if you could have changed his mind, or if that was just some kind of ploy that he was using to to lull you into not attacking him. Right. I you know, I don't I don't know if they ever actually get into that in the Yakuza series. Maybe like a dragon has that or you can make choices, but I don't think so. Yeah. Seems like they're trying to just tell a straightforward story. Yeah, it's just his redemption arc, I guess. Yeah. He wasn't all bad in the end. Yeah. So kind of found out we did have another mole in the uh and the police force because we we have that that cut scene where the the chief is reading over the the uh report and is like you really think I didn't I didn't you think I'm that stupid this isn't a documented report and he's like give it to me I'll handle it uh-oh who is this police chief? And then at the end, <laughs> it's it's revealed who that police chief grew up to be. <laughs> <laughs> it grew up to be the the Barty Five little <laughs> dun, dun, dun. little 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 the little old man who is Tony Morris chief now. <laughs> yep. And I was like, oh, good. So. Uh, Barney Fife shot Suguchi <laughs> and then drove off on a speedboat. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't help but laugh at that. I was like, "Wow, this really..." This, I, I honestly did not see that coming, and I was yeah, like, really? I, I thought Tanamura was going to have at least one ally. Yeah, no, he's alone. <laughs> he has <Yeah>. nobody. <laughs> Akiyama maybe. Akiyama seemed to didn't didn't mind him. <laughs> yeah, and refused the money. I, I thought that was a, a fun scene. I mean, I guess we already knew that he didn't really care about getting the money back, but I, I, I thought that was funny when Tanamura finally gets there to hand it over, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not taking it from you." No. It was never about the money anyway. And I think Tanamura, like any other normal human, would be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. This is a lot of money. Who do we end up giving the money to? The the Chinese family? Ye- d- did we? I know they held on to it for us for a little while, which was a, a kind of an awkward scene because we dropped it off there and then picked it right back up and left the next day. Yeah. God, I can't remember. I thought they said that they were going to give it back to Lily and that 
you know, at least Akiyama said he would only take it if it came to him from Lily. Right. Yeah. The, is the, is the final scene of this with with the police chief now holding the the Chinese family hostage? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh man, crazy! Yeah, everybody's shady. I kind of like this chapter. There was a lot. There was a lot revealed in this chapter, and. Yep. It was a it was a fun perspective, at least, to see it from from another point of view, other than yo, shady people, I guess. Yep, and I, you know, more and more of the threads are getting tied together. I think I feel like all of the characters and stories are all fairly well intertwined. Yeah, and it shows that Sajima didn't actually kill those guys. Yep. He's just a big oaf who got caught up, which is funny because he thinks he did. So all you know, all this time he's a thought he was a badass, and b felt some remorse. You know, he's already kind of tried to explain that he doesn't feel actual remorse, but you know, he does feel bad for the families of the people that he killed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I had a um, I ha- I had a pretty good time with this one. I started remembering a lot more as soon as we started talking about it. I just remember the big reveal that that little tiny Tim there was the one that <laughs> that killed the, the 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 police detective and is also holding these this this poor Chinese family hostage. <laughs> so yeah, oh man, crazy. And then, uh, yeah, we got, we got one more chapter, uh, which I'm, I, I already know who it's going to be. Return of the legend. The return of the, the dragon of Dojima. He's, he's going out of retirement again <laughs> to, to crack some skulls, I guess. Yep. I'm curious how he gets tied up into it because I have not actually started it yet because yeah, he helped out Sajima. And then just like, ah, screw it. Just get, you know, get out of here. I got an orphanage to run. So ho- hopefully it's not just, I better go check on them. Yeah. <laughs> Is it that? Cause I know you've played some more. <laughs> um, yeah, essentially. Damn it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. We'll get there though. Um, the other thing. So while, while we're, while we're on the topic of, hey, games, uh, our poll finished. Did you take a look at it, Matt? I did. Uh, yeah. So, um, looks like, uh, we have our next game. Matt, how do you feel about playing through control? It is definitely an interesting one for me because it's the one out of all those games I've put the most time into. Yeah. So I did not quite finish it, but I am looking forward to going back and and playing it. Okay. Uh, I I do want to ask you, uh, since I own the Ultimate Edition, how would you feel about doing the DLCs for it as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Cool. Cool. But yeah, that is going to be our next game is going to be Control. Um, 
from what I understand, Matt, um, it looks like Kiryu's chapter, and then there is a chapter after that, but from what I understand, that chapter after that is probably about only about two hours. You think you want to just finish it up next week? Yeah, I should be able to finish it. Okay, I'll do my best as well. in the epilogue. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, I think it's pretty much just an epilogue. But yeah, um, no emails this week. Um, if you would like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But uh, yeah, a little quick and easy one for us here this week. And uh, looking forward yeah. to getting back with uh, Kiryu. Yeah, especially because I, I did feel like there were a lot of good story threads tied together in this third section. And so I, I wonder if there's going to be any bombshells or is it just going to be a little bit more of the same? Like, how, how do you how do you think this story ends? Big? Small? That's a good question. Uh, I, I feel like, obviously, there's some big revelations going on in the police force. So yeah. there may be a... a, 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 a a change of power in the police force a little bit. Um, I could see uh, Tony Moore probably becoming a uh, uh, getting a promotion of some sort. Um, I'm curious as to how Akiyama is going to play into a lot of this. Yeah, I mean, I you haven't played subsequent games. Do you know if he comes back as a character? I have no clue. Because that's one of my like. It's one of my hopes, right? They've They've taken almost a breather in the series and said, let's introduce some other playable characters. You know, we spent some time on, you know, somewhat reasonable backstories and they all intertwine. I mean, unless they all die in this <laughs> next couple of hours of gameplay, which, you know, very well could happen given the series we're playing. Um, you know, anyone who does survive, I think it would be really nice if they did continue in the series. I, I think that's one of, that's been one of this series' strengths for me is seeing the characters game after game and really like spending a lot of time with them more so than right. most series ever would. Yeah. I know, I, I know Jay talked about Yakuza six, the song of life as like the swan song, like everybody bring, bring you've ever everybody. been. Yeah. Everybody you've, you've been introduced to is like going to get their due diligence here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, It'll be interesting to see because I feel like that's, I feel like that's what we're leading up to. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get to Yakuza Six. Is what I want to see because I want to see the ending to the quote ending to Kiryu's story, and then of course I want to see where they go with, with like a dragon because, from what I understand, like a dragon is like the 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 new story. So, we'll see, we'll yeah. see. But yeah, that's going to be it for us. I uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, though, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation and conclusion to Yakuza 4. 